0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to another edition of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. This is Matt Kowales from Detroit Sports Betters. And as always, like I said before, we're going to hit something different every single week. And this week, we're here for our UFC fans because UFC 273 has another stacked card this Saturday. And once again, I got my boy Art from the Art of Combat pod at Fansided here with me to break it down. What's going on, Art? How you doing today? Man,
1: another exciting card. Uh, you know, there's uh, a rematch that we got to talk about. Obviously, there's a big featherweight fight. Uh, this this is one of those cards too, to where it's a uh, it's uh, it's a card for both uh, casual fans and the uh, and the hardcore fans. So yeah, super excited. And they're in Jacksonville, Florida, which is one of the best crowds. So I'm super pumped for this card.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's a great card. And to kick it off, we have some coin flip type fights, which is always great. And then honestly, I would say we have some heavy favorites, especially in the championship bouts, but like, you know what I mean? After watching Amanda Nunes and everything like that, it's weird looking at these heavy favorites right now. And it's the fight game. Anything can happen.
1: That's what's great about it. Like you and I discussed this before, like the Lions defeating Tom Brady is something that's so rare and unpredictable. And you're like, man, but it's the fight game. Like anything yeah. could happen. And that's what I love about this sport. And, you know, I'm going to rely heavily on you for those DraftKings odds, because it's crazy. The The last three fights on the card, the odds are shifted in one fighter's direction over the other. And it's three in a row, back to back to back. And I gotta say that I think you and I may differ on some picks, but yep. I think it's it's pretty sure to say that at least one of us is gonna pick an upset out of those three fights on the main card. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to discuss.
0: No, hundred percent. And you know, this is just an update. Detroit Sports Betters is no longer with DraftKings Sportsbook that we have moved on from that. So, honestly, I was just odds checking. I was going across DraftKings, FanDuel, and Points Bet. We are still with Prize Picks, which so definitely will have a Prize Picks lineup out for UFC 273. So, look forward to that. But the one that I found the most interesting in terms of odds was actually Points Bet. So, I pulled up some Points Bet odds. I got some specific odds. I have all the fighters pulled up. So, with that being said, why don't we kick it off? And uh, and I have no clue how to say this goddamn name. I believe it's Vince <laughs> Vince Pichel versus just Mark say, Madsen.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just know. say from from Hell. That's his nickname. It, what's cool is like I'm a big tattoo guy, and he has like literally from on one side of his underarm and Hell on the other. And it's like God, you're a certified badass. Like, yeah. and he's got the record to prove it. He's 14 and two going up against the 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 fighter with uh, Mark Madsen. Looking forward to this matchup.
0: No, as am I, I always like these coin flip fights and Pichelle, if that is how you say it, he is coming in <laughs> minus uh, 130. So he is the favorite in this fight, but Mark Madsen, a slight underdog coming in at plus 110. How do you see this one playing out?
1: You know, it's always, it, it always surprises me when you have a fighter that has an undefeated record and he's the underdog. And, yeah. you know, as you have a 37-year-old Mark Madsen going up against, you know, uh, Pichelle, who is 39. It's kind of different, too, because this division, the lightweight division, is completely stacked. And this is just Mm. one of those, like, fun fights. Um, You know, obviously, Michelle uh, is coming off of that victory off of Justin uh, Miller. He's got a couple other victories in there that are notable. But I got to go with the Olympian, man. I mean, I really think that, you know, the age isn't that big of a factor. 39 versus 37. They're not in their peak, you know, years of their career. But an eleven to zero victory, and a you know a split decision victory over Clay Guida. So he's been veteran mm-hmm. tested before. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put this fight to go uh you know in the distance. I think it's going to be something that a decision does happen. But if anyone's going to be able to finish it, it's the guy with the nickname from hell. <laughs> like he's yeah. he's got he's got eight KOs. He's never uh, submitted anybody. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Um, and you know, with a 14 and 2 record, I do see why he is the favorite. Yeah. Um, but it always does surprise me when it's like you got an under, uh, you know, undefeated fighter going up against a fighter who you know isn't undefeated. I would definitely pick uh, Michelle in this, but I think it's going to be a close fight. It would not surprise me if this fight does go the distance, but if you're going to be a betting man, uh, you know, pick Michelle by KO.
0: Okay, okay, cool. I honestly thought you were going to go Madsen there, I really did. Uh, for me, we're in kind of a, a very similar boat, like um, in terms of the ages 37 and 39, not a ton of difference there. But for me, I'm actually going with the silver medalist in wrestling, uh, and that's Mark Madsen. And the reason I kind of like this one is, and it's a silver medalist in like Greco Romanian wrestling, not sure what that is exactly, but sounds kind of cool. Silver medalist, gotta be pretty good, I would assume. But Uh, Again, Madsen, and when you can kind of control the fight, when you can get those takedowns, and you can control people on the ground, I think you tend to dictate the fight a little more. Uh, Pichelle needs to sprawl and brawl in this fight, essentially. And Madsen is going to be looking for those takedowns, and he's going to be looking to try and keep him on the ground. And for me, I tend to side with the wrestlers a little more. So that's exactly where I'm going to go in this one. Uh, Mark Madsen, uh, submission slash points. So the double chance is plus 165. So that's what I'm going to be rolling with at points bet and it sounds like art you like p at minus 130 just for the outright victory yeah i would say the outright victory and you know the thing is is i i have these all written down on who i'm gonna pick
1: and then i listen to you talk and give your stats and opinions and figures and you always sway me in a certain direction but i'm standing <laughs> strong with this i mean it, you know listen you know pichelle has been submitted before it was by gregor gillespie who you know mm-hmm. is a strong lightweight you know and with 14 and one record so i mean I, I'm not mad at your pick. I would almost, mm-hmm. you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I don't know if pick art's pick or Matt's pick do a coin flip. This honestly is a coin flip pick. I would not be surprised if either outcome happened. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stay strong with it. I think, uh, the man nicknamed from hell is going to knock out the, uh, Olympic star. I think it's going to happen.
0: All right, good. Starting off with a bang where, uh, we each got different fighters. So I like it. um, Next one, next one. I have a feeling we might be different again because this one is Mackenzie Dern going against Tisha Torres. Mackenzie Dern comes in at a minus, what is it? Minus 115 on points bet. And Tisha Torres is sitting at minus 105 for outright victories. Art, who are you feeling here?
1: You know, what's crazy is like, when you look at this card, the, like I said, the last three fights are swayed in one direction so much, but the Mm -hmm. first two fights on the card, it's close. Like Mackenzie Dern is is 11 and two, you know, Torres is sitting at 13 and five, but she's on a a three fight winning streak against notable opponents. Mm -hmm. You know, I love Mackenzie Dern. I think she's, she She's one of those fighters that not only has been a standout fighter for so long, but she is coming off of that loss against Marina Rodriguez. And then before that, she lost to Amanda Rivas, who are two phenomenal fighters. I got to say, though, Mackenzie Dern is one of those fighters that she has a phenomenal career ahead of her. Mm -hmm. I think Torres, as as much as, you know, she does have 11 decision victories. If this goes all the way to decision, I could see, you know, the tiny tornado Torres pulling it off, but I got to go with Mackenzie Dern. I think that this is one of those fights, too, where when you look at the odds, and I hope you could tell me, Matt, Yeah, I think that this fight ha- ends inside the distance. I don't think it goes to decision. I really don't. You've got an eleven and two fighter, Mackenzie Dern, who's good on the ground. Who, you know, she doesn't have any KOs, but she's a submission specialist. She has seven submissions out of victories out of eleven. She's only lost twice, and they were the decision. To where Torres, on the other hand, you know, she's got one submission victory, one KO victory, eleven decisions. So, yeah, if it goes all the way the distance, Torres will most likely get the nod. But I don't see that happening. I would say if you're gonna pick this fight and you're stuck on whether or not you want to pick Torres or you want to pick Dern. I don't think that this fight goes
0: all three rounds. Okay. That's great. Uh, Because right now at points bet for it not to go the distance, it is plus 125. So you can get a little more money doing it like that. If that's the way that you prefer Uh, for me, you know, I am a little surprised. I thought you were going to go with Tisha Torres, but I am on Mackenzie Dern as well. And for me, me, it's very similar. Yeah. Like you said, uh, losing to Marina Rodriguez, and was Amanda Rivas? Ribas? Yeah, uh, yeah, Amanda Rivas. Again, two well-respected fighters in the women's strawweight division, though. So you know, those are two tough losses. Like you said, uh, she won four straight in between those, though. So yeah. again, like you said, I think she has a very bright future. And stylistically, I think this is very similar to that of the first fight with Pichelle and Madsen, because you have a wrestler. I mean, Mackenzie Dern is a very good submission artist as well. But you have someone like Pichelle and someone like Torres who are going to be looking to uh, sprawl and brawl, in my eyes. And Torres is going to look to try and stay away from Mackenzie Dern, not get on the ground. But to me, I like to take those fighters who can kind of dictate The fight with taking it to the ground. Once they get you there, it's incredibly difficult to get up. So, because of that, I am also with Mackenzie Dern. And I really do like these these double chances that they give you on points bet or any other sports book. And for Mackenzie Dern to go to the decision or submission, it is plus 115 right now. Man,
1: see, I I love that. I love that because, you know, Mackenzie Dern, is she? She's not like Torres, to where it's like so many of her fights go to decisions. I mean, it, Torres has eleven decision victories. Mackenzie mm-hmm. Dern only has four. Yeah, the other seven is from submission victory. So, you know, when you look at Torres's record, she lost to notable opponents: Jessica Andras, Ioana Ionjechek, Wei Li, Marina Rodriguez. So, but she lost all those in decision. Yep. I don't see Mackenzie Dern unless she's going to take Torres down and just, you know dominate on the ground which is possible but mm. i can't see her doing that for all three rounds i see her easily taking torres down and yeah. getting a submission victory um it, it, you know it, she's a striker as well but obviously she's known for her submission she's never knocked anybody out yeah. i would take mckenzie germ by submission or if you're like man this is another coin flip you know bet i would take uh, inside the distance
0: Okay, cool. Cause that's another plus 125 bet right there. So again, uh, so yeah, we both have Dern on this one. And then the first one, you had Pichelle and I had Madsen. So the same on the second fight. But this next one, excited Ooh. to get, really excited to get into these, honestly. Uh, and I know, like we said, they have some heavy odds, but there's still a lot to discuss because that doesn't mean there's not value in certain places. And right. so this next fight is Gilbert Burns going against Kamzat Chimaev. And I believe yeah. I said that right. So at, but yeah, you uh, were Yeah, close enough. Yeah, you know, ha- I think ha- people are used ha- to yeah. <laughs> me butchering it by now, but this is a really exciting fight. I'm a huge Gilbert Burns fan and I'm a huge fat uh, uh, fan of Chamaya as well. So Art, what are you thinking for this one?
1: Man, these next three fights, I'm going to be honest with you. Like it's so difficult. And I think this is probably the most difficult pick to make because yeah, I'm going to go off ha- when I get <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Hamza. He's got the victory over, over Lee, and then he had that one mm-hmm. punch KO over uh, Gerald. And then, you know, no, not so much notable opponents before that, but to have four fights in UFC, and they all end within the first, you know, round, other yeah. than the John Phillips fight, which was the second round. But regardless, mm-hmm. we're looking at a person here, Homsat's 10-0 and 0, with six KOs. And four submissions never gone to decision before. Mm-hmm. Should he get the victory, you've got the number 11th ranked Hamzot going up against Gilbert Burns, who fought for the title. He stunned uh, Usman. Then he gets the decision victory. You know, he obviously lost against Usman, he got knocked down in the third round. Then he gets a decision victory over Thompson, who's such an unorthodox fighter, that with that karate stance. Man, oh, I just I. I hate to be this guy because we do this a lot. And I'm like, I can't pick. I can't pick. This is one of those fights where I don't even want to tell me the odds for it to not go the distance. It's got to be like a minus 170.
0: Yeah, probably because <clears throat> I'll pull this up right now. Um, but right now, going into this fight, Kamza is minus 500 on points back and Gilbert is plus 380. And to me, like, I'm going to pull that up right now. But to me, that is just so lopsided for a guy who's been in the UFC and has been battle tested within the UFC for so long. And I understand, like, the public will push this as well because, again, Chimaev is a huge fan favorite and it's tough. Yeah, it's a hype train. Exactly, exactly. It's tough not to get behind this guy and yeah will the fight go to the distance no minus 245
1: oh geez okay so avoid that I'm gonna give you a pick I'm gonna make uh what some would say would be a crazy prediction um and Matt you and I talked before and you know we were kind of like hey let's let's just go right into the show but when you said that you were picking a certain fighter I looked at the records. I thought about it because I've been thinking about this card for a while now, but I, after looking at this, Gilbert Burns has fought the who's who in the division, Damian mm-hmm. Maya, Tyrone Woodley, Kamara Usman, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. You know, I mean, he's gone through the ringer. He's battle tested. As you said now, Hamzat, you know, is 27 years old. He's 10 and 0. Gilbert Burns is 35. But when you look at his losses, Gilbert Burns has a 20 and four record. He's been knocked out twice in two decisions. He's never been submitted. Hamzat has six KO victories, four submission victories, no decisions. I think here's the thing. Part of like my UFC, like uh, what do you call it? Like, like almost like prediction train or whatever is that if Hamzat gets the victory, he's getting a title shot next. He'll probably face the yeah. winner of Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. Mm-hmm. But I, I, man, I'm leaning towards Gilbert getting it done and spoiling the show. I mean, the man's been around, he's fought at lightweight. Now he's at welterweight, a more comfortable, you know, division for him. And he rocked Usman. Like people forget that. It seems like that actually happened, you know? So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Gilbert Burns. And I know that you were thinking, well, you weren't thinking, you told me right at the beginning, you're taking Gilbert Burns as well, (laughs) but I'm going to say Gilbert Burns Uh, by either KO or sub. I don't see this fight going the distance. It's three rounds, but I I don't see it going the distance. Both of these fighters are hungry. That division is so stacked. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, either one of these fighters, they get a victory, they could be the next title challenger. So I'm going to go Gilbert Burns uh, inside the distance.
0: And to branch off that real quick before I get into my take, uh, Gilbert Burns, KO, TKO, plus 900. My goodness. What? Gilbert Burns by submission. Plus sixteen hundred. So- okay, listen.
1: Throw ten bucks on it. Throw ten bucks on it. Like honestly, that's, that's insane. That, that's what's crazy about this sport is it's like, like people must have forgot. Like yeah. beating Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in a decision, it used to be such a huge deal. And obviously, mm-hmm. fighters get old, and I understand that. And Stephen Wonderboy Thompson lost to Gobert Burns, lost to Bilal Muhammad. I get that, but he was a title challenger too. Like he he's not facing cans, and I'm not saying Hamzat is no. facing cans because this is his first actual test in a top five fighter. You know, Gilbert Burns is ranked number two. Hamzat's number eleven. Listen, I'm not a Hamzat doubter at all. To do a one punch knockout against Gerald Mercerat was just it was phenomenal. I, I watch it over and over again. Yeah. I just I just I've got a lot of faith in Gilbert Burns. I think when you go into a fight being the underdog. You don't have a whole lot to lose in the sense that, yeah, he would lose the ranking spot, you know, of number two, but like everyone's doubting him. So you kind of, the pressure's not on on Gilbert to perform. It's for Hamzat to get the victory. And if he doesn't, it's a, it's a huge upset. So yeah, I'll go Gilbert Burns. I don't know if I want to go KO or a submission. I, I, you know what? I I don't think KO is such a bad pick either. No, I'll go, I'll go Gilbert Burns, uh, you know, in, in, inside, you know, within three rounds.
0: Okay. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Cause well, for me, when I was looking at it, you know um, I am going Gilbert Burns and I was just going outright plus three eighty, just cause the odds are so crazy oh. high. And uh, for this one, you know, you brought up a lot of points uh, that I was also thinking, you know, with, in terms of the Tyron Woodley, the Damian Maya. And one thing I wanted to add is what's great is me and you have done this long enough that we were doing shows together when Gilbert Burns faced Kamara Usman. And I took, I mean, he lost, but I took Gilbert Burns then. And then after that, even when he faced Steven Thompson, me and you were still doing shows when they were, when they faced off. And one thing that I remember is I felt like the UFC was literally writing off Gilbert Burns or the odds makers and, you know, whoever, because he was an underdog in that fight. And I remember that, Seeing those odds, and I'm just like, "What in the world? Like, how is Gilbert Burns an underdog against Steven Wonderboy Thompson?" I understand Wonderboy Thompson is a great fighter, great striker, you know, but Gilbert Burns, he, like, has beaten some battle-tested guys. This guy is a three-time, I believe, Muay Thai gold gold medalist. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's like,
1: phenomenal. Yeah, he's had a phenomenal career. And the other thing is, is a lot of people don't realize that like these fighters had careers before the UFC. Mm-hmm. Like Gilbert Burns is a monster on the ground and he can also knock you out. And, yep. you know, again, I mean, no disrespect to Hamza. I'm, I'm almost, I've got my foot inching on the hype train, you know, doorstep. Mm-hmm. Um, should he defeat Gilbert Burns? I'll, I'll jump on fully then. And of course I'll be a casual or whatever, but yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, man, going from 11 to, to number two, I mean, tie to did it recently against Derek yep. Lewis, you know? So, I mean, anything can happen in the UFC. And that's what's beautiful about it. But yeah, Gilbert Burns, I just think that he's again, like you said, the two words battle tested,
0: you yeah, know, exactly. And and here's another thing for me, I definitely have a sports gamblers point of view. And when looking at a fight like this, if you're going for Hamza, where is the value? Where is the odds? Right. Like, where is going to be your angle here? Like I get it. You might want to put a little something on them, but the dude is minus five hundred. There's not much right. money to be made there. So for me, well, and the
1: other the other thing is too is like, what are you going to parlay that with? Because that dress the You know, when I look at parlays, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been learning a lot from watching you as well. Yeah. When you do these parlays, the plus ten thousand odds, those look great at the payout, but mm-hmm. you want to actually make some money with this. And if you can build a parlay that doubles your money, that's a yeah. good parlay. You know, putting Hamzad in there, it's like man, you just drastically dropped your profit because of a name and because of the odds,
0: you know? No, exactly. And and that's where the value stuff comes in. Like for me personally, if you're putting uh, together a parlay for this card, your value is going to start at the bottom with whether you know, the Madsen fight or the Mackenzie Dern fight or whoever you like there, that's where you're going to generate your value because you're going to get those even odds as a base. And then from there, you're almost filling it in. Like, I mean, as we go on, you know, Peter Jan is almost a minus 500 favorite and Volkanovsky is almost a minus seven fifty favorite. So you're going to have to work to generate odds. If you're trying to put together some sexy parlay in this card, you're giving them too much. You're telling them too much (laughs) of the juice. You're telling them too
1: much of the juice, man. But no, I 100% agree. I mean, honestly, building it from the bottom, and even looking at some of the prelim fights as well. Like, if you know about the sport and you know enough, like you know, Aspen Lads on the card, called Pennington, that's going to be a great fight. You know, just yep. looking at these fights beforehand. You know, we obviously cover the main card because that's what people care about the most. 100%. But if you want to get some, if you want to get some value, look at those prelims and the early prelims, and you know, do the research. Yeah, Go good online. Point. Go, you know, go to Sherdog and, and look up some of these stats and generate your own, you know, opinion on where you think the fight's gonna go, and then pick, you know, oh well, I know Hamzat's gonna win, so that's gonna be an easy, you know, green hmm. check mark for me, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, and hey, if you are one of those individuals where you are like all aboard, I am on the Hamzat hype train and you want to add him to your parlay, feel free. I don't care. Yeah, I'm just saying that I think Gilbert Burns is really underrated here i think it's a it's a plus 380 line to me personally do i think hamza should be favored yeah probably but yeah. not not yeah. nearly to this i think it should be more no. of a plus 200 plus 225 yeah. range um so i do think there is a lot of value there and one last point that i had is hamza is 10 and 0 you know who knows that feeling better than anyone else is Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns yeah. was also 10-0 in the UFC and lost Yep. once he yeah. took that step up in competition. So this is something that's very similar. And I think it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting take or angle for Gilbert Burns to know that feeling, to have been in those shoes before. So he almost knows what Hamzat is feeling, what's going on in his head currently. And don't get me wrong. I do think, I mean, this guy does seem like a different animal. Don't get me wrong. But we're all human. Like, everyone can be beaten, and I think there's a good chance that he could get humbled here. Uh, Gilbert Burns, you know, I think people overlook him, and I'm not sure why. So, I'm just going, my pick here is Burns outright plus 380. Don't get me wrong. It's not the most confident pick in the world, but I think Burns can do this. I truly do. I think, I'm not saying he's overrated whatsoever, but it's a big step up. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not mad at the pick at all, and I'll I'll get on the Gilbert Burns train with you.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, well, let's keep this rolling. And with our first championship bout, uh, co-championship bout, we have Aljamain Sterling plus 350 currently going against Piotr Jan at minus 475 on points bet. Art, who do you like here?
1: Man, it's been a long year plus. I mean, obviously, you know, most UFC fans, actually all UFC fans should know that, you know, the the fourth round disqualification, Peter Jan with the illegal knee, it, it broke so many hearts because it was like, to be honest, I watched that fight back again uh, a couple days ago, and I've watched that fight a million times. It was a great yeah. card with uh, Jan Blachowicz and Israel Adesanya headlining, but mm-hmm. I got to say, you know, as much as I love Funkmaster's fight style, he is the cringiest quote unquote, paper champ I've ever seen in my life. He's got a 20 and three record, which is impressive. He's got two KOs, eight submissions, nine decisions. But when you look at Peter Jan's record, the man has never been submitted. And that's where Aljamain Sterling wants to get the job done. Now, if you watch the first fight, Peter Jan was just muscling around Aljamain Sterling. I mean, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. A man who's got eight submission victories was getting taken down the ground so many times. Pick Peter Yan. This fight is not going to decision. Okay. It's not happening. Pick Peter Yan inside the five rounds. I think that's the smart pick to make.
0: Yep. And for me to piggyback off that, couldn't have said it better. I, Algermaine Sterling has quickly became my least favorite fighter in the history of the (laughs) UFC. I'm, I'm being so straight up about this because (laughs) I think if if people have followed me in the past, people have quickly realized how the type of distaste that I have. For athletes today who throw out excuses, just left and right, like it's nothing. I mean, LeBron James, but um, we won't go there right now. But this dude is the same exact thing. I said it when it happened. And don't get me wrong. I never want to, you know, put words in a fighter's mouth or act like I know what a fighter is going through. But from my perspective, when I was watching that fight, I thought Aljamain Sterling was baiting him into that. I told you that on the show. Um, is yeah. that true or not? I have no clue. But when I was watching that, that thought went through my head. And uh, on top of that, that sterling he just had surgery on his spine, correct?
1: On his neck. Yeah, or on, his yeah neck. on
0: his neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was out an extended period of time. And Piotr Jan is back to training at Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand, Thailand, where he trains. And that place generates the top talent from all over the world. Like people come in from everywhere to train there. And this guy is just a cool dude. I swear to God, I watched the uh, UFC embedded and this guy's in Thailand. And he's just like, man, I'm telling you the sun and the beach. He goes, just knowing it's right there. It helps with your recovery. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, shit, man, you're probably right. Cause like we're in Michigan half the time and I don't feel very recovered. So yeah. (laughs) he just seems like a cool ass dude and he's so calm. He's so relaxed. No moment gets to him and Aljamain, you know, the only bait that he potentially took was maybe that knee because the entire fight last time I watched that fight back last night as well. And Aljamain was trying to bait him into coming onto like into the ground, coming into the guard, stuff like that. And did Yana... you notice the knee too? he, he was, he, he was trying
1: to bait Yan at least from my perspective with that knee so many times. And then it mm-hmm. happened. And yeah. the second that they stopped the fight, all of a sudden it reminded me of LeBum. It reminded me of LeBron. Like, <laughs> Oh, the camera's on me. I better put on a show. And I can't stand that. The other thing that I can't stand when Justin Gaethje won the interim championship belt, he threw it on the ground. He's like, I want the real thing now, yeah. obviously We witnessed what happened with him versus Khabib. But that to me is how a real Mm -hmm. fighter handles it. Why do you want a paper belt when the real belt's there? And, you know, props to Aljamain Sterling because he does have a phenomenal record with wins over Cody Stavis, Michigan native, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz, Corey Sandhagen, you know. But to me,
0: Peter Yan, it's the Russian fighters, man. They're just built different. They really are. Uh also, I don't think Elgermaine Sterling wants Jan again at all. Like Jan, Jan is itching. Like he wants this. He cannot wait for this day to come. Elgermaine Sterling was hoping, praying Jan lost to Corey Sandhagen. Like he yeah. wa- He he posted on Instagram saying Jan was going to lose. Like you're an idiot, bro. Like literally Jan is one of the, like, the best strikers in the entire UFC. He's one of the better, well-rounded fighters. Like he Sterling knew he was going to beat Sandhagen. Jan just finds a way. So when you're doing shit like that, when you're posting stuff like that, when you're walking around at the DraftKings headquarters with your UFC <laughs> belt, that drives me nuts. You know, I yeah. dude, I hope he gets his ass kicked, but I will say again, I, I'm a sports gambler. I do think the plus three fifty is a little high. I do think that once again.
1: Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is I mean, when you watch that fight back, like, Adrien Sterling was getting his ass whooped, but he was still in yeah. the fight, even in the fourth yeah. round. So. You know, my thing is, is it's like uh, when I think about, you know, the next fight coming up, the rematch, Peter Yan does not like Al Sterling at all. And he's no. going to go out there and prove a point. And I think the point is going to be made fairly quickly. I mean, within, I would say within three rounds, I, I see Peter Yan getting it done. Um, you know, mistakes happen in MMA. There's there's illegal, you know, hits and, you know, the 12 to 6 elbows and, and this yeah. and that. You can go on and on. But I think Peter Jan learned from that mistake. Um, and I think moving forward, Peter Jan, uh, it, it, within five rounds, I would say with the, even within three rounds is totally possible. I would place that bet.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing that's interesting as well is how Aljamain Sterling, before the surgery, was saying he couldn't get past two rounds and things like that. So now he says, "Oh, I'm good to go. This is the first time I can feel like I can get past two rounds since the injury." Blah blah blah, you know. And it's just like he—it's it, almost like he just lines it up. He lines it up. He says it beforehand because then he has something to lean back on in case he loses. And I hate that yeah. shit. That yeah. drives me absolutely nuts. And that's why I wanted to point out the Peter Yan or Pyotr Yan going back to Thailand to train because that's truly his home and that's where he's always trained for his big fights and things of that nature. And again. That camp brings in guys like Izzy, you know, Volkanovsky trains there sometimes as well. It is a great spot. You have fighters from all over the world. So <laughs> I think Algermain is in deep trouble going against yeah. Jan. Um, I would agree. So that one I'm I'm very excited for that, as you can already tell. Uh again, minus 475 for Jan and plus 360 for Algermain Sterling. And this one a bit closer though. Will it go the distance? -1 tw- 120? Yes. Minus -110? No. So
1: Definitely listen, if you're going to put it in your parlay and you you maybe think that Algermain Sterling has a miracle unicorn chance of making it happen, do the safe bet and just go it's not going to go the distance. You yep. know, if you really feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think that when you get in these five round fights it's so different and especially when you have someone who's got, you know, they're both great cardio wise. Um I just I Peter Jan within three rounds. That's my pick.
0: Yep. And my pick for this one was uh TKI TKO or points going to this decision, you could say, and that is minus three oh five on points bet. So you're you're able to shave off around minus one sixty one minus one seventy with that. Okay. Yeah. Just because don't really see Jan submitting Sterling in any in any fight. Can't really see that. So no. All right, cool. So we're on the same page there. We have a lot of same page picks. I'm actually a little surprised. Like when we first started talking, I was like, I think we're going to be very different, but we're almost the same across the board.
1: I'm learning from the goat, man.
0: I'm learning <laughs> where to
1: make my picks. So you know, you got to be smart with this game, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's always interesting. It, it's crazy with MMA. The odds are so lopsided on some of these fights, and yeah. deservingly so. But you just got to be you got to be cautious with what you pick and where you pick, and 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 how you go about it. And the you know, I feel like doing this podcast is kind of like you know, hey, yeah, sure. If you want to go with the minus five hundred, sure, you'll get back you know a couple pennies, or yeah. you can do you know, the, the distance picks. So.
0: No, and that, and that's exactly it. And that's why I love in court. I mean, my angle has always been the sports gambling, you know, I've been doing this shit since I was 14. And uh, literally you, you look for at these fights and you, or you look at games, whatever it may be. And there's always value somewhere. I promise you there's always value somewhere. You just have to find it. So in this next fight, we have Alexander Volkanovsky who is coming in at minus seven fifty. On point Jesus. set <laughs> and the Korean Zombie coming in at plus five twenty five. And you know, before I turn this over to you, when I see numbers like that after the Amanda Nunes fight, it does. It, it makes you want to throw a couple bucks on someone like the Korean Zombie. Uh, you know, and there have you know uh, GSP back in the day losing to was it Matt Sarah? You know, yeah, um, Sarah, yeah. there have there have been some crazy upsets in the history of the UFC. Is this going to be one? I don't know. What do you think? You know, Chang Sung Jung is a legend.
1: Like the Korean zombie is a legend. He's got Mm -hmm. possibly the greatest walkout song ever coming out to zombie. I, I love everything about him. He's, he's a veteran of the sport, taking this fight and being like, you know what, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. And especially after, I mean, witnessing his career and seeing him, KO Frankie Edgar and get the decision victory off of Danny Ige who's such a decorated striker and you know even getting the win yeah. off of uh you know Dustin Poirier way back in 2012 is fascinating but then you look at his losses I mean he he got knocked out by Jose Aldo he lost the decision to Brian Ortega uh, everyone remembers the spitting back elbow from Yary Rodriguez which flatlined him you know that to me says a lot when you look at Alexander Volkanowski he's probably, to be honest with you, one of the most unlikable champions in UFC history. And I think it's because of the Max Holloway fights. I mean, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't think he won the second fight, you know, but regardless of how you feel about him, the man has a resume like no other. I mean, the, you know, getting a decision victory off of Darren Elkins isn't like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Darren Elkins has been in forever. But then the next five fights, are amazing. Chad Mendez, he TKOs him. He goes to decision with Jose Aldo. He's got back-to-back victories over Max Holloway, and then he's got the victory, uh, you know, in 2021 over Brian Ortega after almost getting submitted. He's 23-1. and Again, if you're going to make a pick and you want to go with the, you know, the minus, you know, 700, which is just, it's not crazy because it's just, that's how the sport is. But again, this is one of those to where if you're going to parlay it and go ahead, but uh, you know, I hate to take the easy out. I do not see this fight going the distance. If I was to pick out of all three of the last fights, you know, in the main card between Gilbert Burns and Hamza, Algermain Sterling, Peter Yan, Alexander Volkov, and Korean Zombie, obviously you and I agree that as far as underdog picks, go with Gilbert Burns. With this one here, I can't pick the Korean Zombie. Could I see it happening? It's really, it's really difficult for me to see yeah. it happening just because – you know, Volkanovski is 23 and one. He's only, he's been knocked out one time and it's dating all the way back to 2013. Rugby players are just built different. You know, yeah. the man was, the man was a heavyweight playing rugby. He's just built mm-hmm. different. Um, I got to go with Volkanovski, uh, you know, miracles do happen, but again, this is one of those fights tour. it's five rounds. He's going up against a fighter who has been, you know, uh, he has been knocked out three times, um, you know, with a 17 and six record, it's not the prettiest record. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's great that the Korean Zombies, you know, getting this title shot, but the featherweight mm-hmm. division is so unbelievably stacked. I think it's going to be a great fight. But at 35 years old, I do not see the Korean Zombie becoming the featherweight champion on Saturday night.
0: Nope. And either do I. And uh to go the distance, actually, it is to go the distance, it's minus 154 on points bet to not go the distance. It's plus one sixteen. So some decent wow. odds for that one as well. And for me, you know, I've watched I watched the Holloway fight back, I watched the Ortega fight back, you know, I watched a, a couple of the Korean zombie fights and It is when you when you're watching Alexander Volkanovsky, there's just not many holes to his game. And I I think one area that he is superior to many of his opponents, if not all of his opponents, is his mental game. Like that dude is tough as shit. And I mean, you saw it with that Ortega Ortega choke like the dude the lights were going out like he yeah. had to, he had to yeah. figure out something like there are only so many champions who are that tough where you know we all sit here and say it like oh that dude would have to that dude would have to pass me out or you'd have to knock me out <laughs> you know what i'm saying everyone everyone says that shit but only the real <laughs> ones actually go through it and fight through it till the very end until they actually get passed out and i think that's one thing that's very interesting about volcanosti is how tough he is mentally Uh, You know, like you said, beating Holloway twice, beating Ortega, Aldo, he has an incredible track record. And one thing, you know, he's from Australia. One thing that I was watching in uh, UFC Embedded is this dude will swim down with sharks and actually like try and train to keep his heart rate low with the sharks when he's surrounded by sharks and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you got to be a different human to try and do that shit. Like me and sharks that don't mesh well. So this guy it's just, it's very tough for me to go against him. And another thing that I would add is in terms of mentality. And if you compare this to the Amanda Nunes fight, I believe her head was, is definitely very different than say Volkanovsky's is right now. Uh, yeah. she, she was in that spot where she just had a child recently, or I'm not sure exactly when it was, you probably know better than I. But, um, she was just I believe she was in a a different spot, and it seemed like she was a little worn down. And when you get to that point, it is a little easier, I think, to give up. and definitely don't see that happening to Volkanovski. I think he's just getting started, and uh, I, I'm a huge Volkanovski fan. It sounds like you don't like him very much, but, uh, I like the like the short short guys who uh, play rugby or football and shit like that. It's kind of like me. So uh, for me, yeah, I'm you more- know. Uh- Go ahead. Go ahead it, 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 no, no. My thing is, is it's not that I don't like him. It's just
1: that he, he can be very unlikable. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, being cocky after getting a split decision victory off of Max Holloway in the second fight, when literally, I mean, you watch that fight back, Max won that fight and that's what sucks about that scoring system. We could do a whole two hour podcast about that, but mm. then, you know, Max Holloway gets injured in Alexander Volkanovsky basically says that he just like pulled out, like, Oh, I'm, you know, and it's just, come on man you're you're 23 and one let your record speak for itself you were in that guillotine choke from brian ortega who's such a decorated fighter on the ground Mm -hmm. and let your record speak for itself so you know you have to put sometimes your personal bias to the side and it sucks um yeah. But when it comes down to it, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, you know, I've been choked out before. It sucks. Anyone who who wants to talk shit about what these <laughs> fighters go through, go do a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class. I promise you, you're not as strong as what you think you are. And these guys are, you know, to swim with sharks, like what you said, you know. But the Korean zombie, I mean, he served in yeah. in, in, in in Korea. I mean, that's you've got point. two fighters. You've got two fighters here that again the battle-tested word comes up and and Mm -hmm. it's so apparent with both of these fighters would i rather have seen max holloway and alexander Volkanowski fight of course but this is one of those like legacy fights for Volkanowski. if he gets the victory which i'm i'm confident that he will it just adds to his resume and uh you know again i think i think the plus 116 is is a pretty bet to look at um Mm -hmm. i think a lot of these fights you know, going the distance, I just don't see it happening with the fighters' record. So yeah, I'm going Volkanovski. I'm going uh, you know, within five rounds. And you know, would I love to see the Korean zombie get a title? Absolutely. He's one of the most likable fighters in UFC history.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think the UFC would like that a lot too, because you know how they like to get champions all over the place. You know, it only helps oh, the yeah. brand, it helps it to expand. And I think that is part of the reason Korean zombie. I mean, he he does deserve it in some ways, you know, but uh I do think the UFC wants to expand off of their, um, overseas population and getting more fans into the sport and they're doing a great job of it. They definitely know what they're doing. This is quickly becoming one of, if not the most popular sport. And, uh, for me, it's very exciting as well, because, you know, I typically talk NFL NBA, but the UFC never stops. You know what I mean? They're going to, they're going to keep putting on these fights. They're going to keep putting on these cards. And me and you are gonna keep coming on here and doing these podcasts and putting out some bets for everyone. So hell yeah, man. Let's uh let's recap everything one last time. Okay, we'll go over each one starting at the bottom because I had Mark Madsen to start and I said sub or points, and that is plus 165 for me. And here, I'll just go up the board and then I'll let you go. All right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Madsen is plus one sixty five for a sub or points. Mackenzie Dern decision or uh, decision or submission is plus one sixteen. Okay, that's my second pick. From there, we got Gilbert Burns, baby. I hope he gets this done. Plus <laughs> three eighty, and then the next one, you know, I am going with Jan. I would never go with Sterling. He's become my second. Least favorite athlete ever. Number one, LeBron James will never change. But Piotr Jan, TKO or decision, minus 305. Again, this is points bet. And then lastly, we have Alexander Volkanovsky with, again, the decision or KO, TKO at minus 435.
1: Yeah, and I mean, kicking the card off in the lightweight division, you've got, uh, you know, the Olympian going up with the fighter nickname From Hell, and that's who I'm going with. I think he's going to get a knockout victory to uh, erase the 11-0 victory of Mark Matson. Again, anything could happen in the lightweight mm-hmm. division, but I, but I see, uh, you know, Pichel or Pihel, I'll just call him <laughs> From Hell, with, uh, getting the knockout. Obviously, Mackenzie Dern, Strawway division, 11-2 record. I've got to go with her against Torres. I think that she gets it done uh, inside, you know, the three rounds. Uh, if That's another coin flip bet. Uh, so if you wanted to go with uh, just, you know, inside the three rounds and you don't want to pick between Torres and Dern, just go uh, within three rounds on that one. I'm going with Matt on this one for uh, the welterweight bout between Gilbert Burns and Hamsat Shamayev. The 10-0 record is impressive. But you've got the number two-ranked welterweight with Gilbert Burns, 20-4 and four record. He is battle-tested. I think he makes it happen. Uh, Aljermaine Sterling, I just don't see him having a chance in the co-main event, Bantamweight Championship rematch against Peter Yan. I think Peter Yan gets done within three rounds, and I'm going to go KO for that. And then Volkanovski going up against the Korean Zombie, 23-1 and one record for Volkanovski. i got to go with the current champ in the featherweight division, which is Volkanovski. And, uh, again, uh, with these fights, I can't say it enough. Just pick, do not go the distance and you've got a better <laughs> shot and better odds, so.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I would greatly uh, greatly agree with you there. I'm, I'm excited about this once again, man. And gotta always, always thank you for taking the time, coming on, talking with me. You know, like I said before, you are one of the main reasons that I got started in sports podcasting, in sports shows. Everything. Oh, stop
1: it. With the <laughs> amount of times that I bug you for bets, that's the least that I can do.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, 100%, man. And again, greatly appreciate you taking the time. So uh, after this, myself and Art will have some picks on Twitter as well. So make sure to follow myself at Picks and Art, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so it's at Art of Combat Pod, all one word, all lowercase. None of those crazy dots or like the under, you know, the little little dashes in between. Just Art of Combat Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Exactly. And what about the podcast? Uh, the podcast, yeah. So you can find it wherever you download podcasts. It's brought to you by Fansided and Fansided MMA. And just search The Art of Combat Podcast. We'll do a recap episode coming up this Sunday. Very excited to recap all the action from two seventy three in Jacksonville, Florida
0: freedom land. Yes, sir. And me and art are definitely planning on doing more and more of these going forward. We're going to try and hit every single main card and we're definitely going to try and put out some YouTube stuff going forward as well. So please keep an eye on that. Greatly appreciate your guys support as always. And again, art can't thank you enough for coming on and talking with myself and, and allowing everyone to listen.
1: Yeah, you got it, brother. Love doing these. And, uh, looking forward to the fights this Saturday.
0: All right, awesome. Well, you have a great day and everyone, best of luck in your bets for UFC 273. I am Matt Koalas with Art from the Art of Combat and we are out. Peace out, y'all.